Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 72, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says, do not try to be all things to all people, or guess what? You become nothing to anyone. Focus like a laser on your niche and be really clear on what you stand for. So very important. Joining me on today's show is Craig Wolf. Craig is the largest publisher of artwork from television commercials, creating the first ever animation art lines for Coca-Cola, Anheuser-Busch, M&M and Mars, etc. Wow, what a background. Now, eventually, he sold it all off to create Celebrity Ducks which was a whole new art form of celebrity rubber ducks of the greatest icons of film, music history and athletics. Now, they were voted one of the top 100 gifts by Entertainment Weekly and were featured on hundreds of TV shows, magazines and newspapers. Now, on today's show, Craig is going to share, consider what success truly means. Money is only as good as the good you can do with it. How to successfully run a business with modest resources, yet have scale and be successful as major players in your industry as well as how you can take your passion and use it to create not just financial success but an emotionally awarding or rewarding life altogether so welcome to the show thank you Anne-Marie very happy to be here wow that is a really impressive uh, background there take us back if you will as you were building up your your business being the largest publisher of artwork and television commercials the very first animation art lines for coca-cola could i say that you almost disrupted the industry then having that first ever animation uh, that you did for coca-cola yeah in a little bit we did actually um because you know before us you had Disney, who was marketing their artwork or animation cells, which are the actually scenes from their original cartoons. Yeah. And you could buy those and hang those on your wall. And um, nobody, funny enough, had thought to do it with art from the actual television commercial. And in the U.S. anyway, I don't know in Australia as much, but the Coke Bears were becoming so popular. Yes. I mean, they were just becoming huge. And then the, the Budweiser lizards, the frogs, mm-hmm. and the Pillsbury Doughboy. There were all these iconic characters that were just the M&Ms were huge. Yes. And, you know, um, for me in business, it's, it's I, you know, if you ever want to talk about it in the interview, we can get into it later, but I never really had direction in terms of where I was going to make money. Mm. I've always only been able to move if I'm like really inspired by something. Like, oh, that's what I'll do for a living. 
Yes. And one day where I got the idea, I was literally walking by a Macy's, which is a big department store in the U.S. They had this in their window. They had all these old Coke machines, like old – they're like those vending machines and the old Coke bottles and glass before all the plastic and picnic baskets. It had that whole old-time feel, and it was like an epiphany for me. I go, my, look at the good feeling. People feel about Coke, refreshment, you know, yes. quench your th- – all their marketing for a hundred years, over a hundred years. I go – why don't we do with Coke what they did with Disney and everyone else? So that was where the inspiration actually came from. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how a whole business can come about from tapping or allowing you yourself to tap into that creativity? And I think, you know, you're an absolute creative and how often it's so important to recognize our style of how we do our best work, the environment, that we don't try and box ourselves into rules because people say you have to do this or you have to do that. I'm a bit of a rebel rebel myself, rebellious, and that if someone says to me, no, you can't do it that way, it's like, well, just watch me. Or you'll find a different way that really, you know, fits in with your, your style. Uh, and it's so important because it allowed you to do that. Now, then you obviously uh, transitioned, you sold that off and then created Celebrity Ducks. So, or Celebrity Ducks. Did that come about through something similar or, or how, tell, take us on that journey, how you came yeah, with that well, idea? it's really funny. You know, like I was saying, only when I really get inspired do I kind of, you know, do, like yeah. I graduated college to my mother's, you know, total consternation. <laughs> she goes, um, what's he going to do? I mean, I graduated with an English degree, I, English and religion, actually, a double major, and I didn't have the slightest idea, and not the slightest idea whatsoever yeah. to do with the degree. And one day I walked into a store, and hanging on the wall was a picture of Mickey Mouse. Now, it was one of those pencil drawings that they use in the animation. So when they, you see those Disney cartoons, it all starts with pencil drawings by the key animators, mm-hmm. then they paint them, and they go through the whole process. But it all begins with that line drawing. That's what the, the key animators did first, not the color, pencil drawings. Mm-hmm. I saw it on the wall, and they said it's from the 1935, the original drawing using the cartoon. I said, you could own those things? The man said, yes, you can. I go, that's what I want to do. And that's how I began my animation business, you know, buying and selling animation art, going to L.A. and finding where you could find these drawings and people had them squirreled away in their homes and closets and stuff. And that's what became Name That Tune, my animation business. And then I expanded, as I told you, into the Coca-Cola and all the other stuff. So for the Ducks, in answer to your question, it was a little bit similar. I mean, it was at a party. A friend had an idea, not to be honest with you, drunk. You know, and I'm sure 90, I was not drunk. No. was drunk. And, and I'm sure 90% of the people, 99 who heard this idea would have said, not a good idea. Yeah. And he said, what about if you made rubber ducks that look like celebrities? <laughs> and come on, you know, I, I'm convinced everyone said, yeah, well, you know. And I go, you know, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I wonder, I can see it, you know, in my mind. You know, and that's the thing about entrepreneurs. They can see what other people can't see. And um, so if you try and ask people it's a good idea, 99% of the best ideas will tell you no mm. because they haven't – it hasn't happened. There's no, there's no background for it. Yes. So uh, entrepreneurs kind of see 
ahead of the curve a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I, I, you know, I already had money from the animation business. It was doing very well. So I called King Features. They own the rights to Betty Boop. I suspect you know her down there. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the lady with the red hair and the black, you know, the red dress, yes. the black hair, very popular cartoons in the U.S. And I said, I want to make a Betty Boop rubber duck. I got the head of licensing from North America on the phone. I could tell right away they thought they had, you know, kind of a person who was a little bit crazy. Yeah. They couldn't get me off the phone yes, quick enough. Yes. <laughs> Make your little Betty Boop duck. You get back in touch with us. Really, they just wanted to hang up. You know, they, they never hear from me. But somehow, I figured out how to get one made overseas. Mm. And I sent it to them. And then one morning, I come in, and there's a light on the phone, a message. I go, this is Ita from King Features. We got your little Betty Boop duck. It's really cute. Let's talk. Wow. That was it. Beginning the first one, <laughs> the I just end retired. Of yes, amazing! It is amazing. 21 years later, I just retired. Her. Oh, you know what's really interesting about this? I mean, how many, if we take you back to the situation where you were with your friend who had a few too many drinks, had an idea that how many people often, oh, yeah, whatever, but many ideas, if they've been followed up and you know the process correctly and the right people could be the next idea that uh, just Absolutely. takes off. And, and, and that's why, I, I'm sorry, I'm No, no, I was going to say, no, go ahead, because this is, you've, you've lived this journey, and I'm sure there's, there's insights that you can share, like don't listen to what other people are telling you or not telling yes. you. Exactly. You, you have to, and, you know, this is really key for entrepreneurs. Do not work in a vacuum. Mm. You must have a trusted group. It could be one person. It could be two people. But people who you know are brutally honest with you yes. and will always give you the feedback that no one else will, good and bad. So if you always want to have that little network. Everybody, don't do not just work in your home by yourself. You have to have that. Even if you're at home by yourself, you have to have that trusted, confident, confidant somewhere. Yes. And the other thing is you really have to trust your instincts yourself. Some people have bad instincts. That's why you need that group to, to, to run mm -hmm. your ideas by. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we had, um, I was watching a movie the other day called Scully. I don't know if you remember, but we had a plane land on the Hudson River in New oh, York. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, it was an amazing story. You know, he, um, he realized he could not make that plane go back to the airport. Yeah. And he had to land it right then and there. They dragged him through the mud on that, the FAA, if you ever saw the movie, yes. because they said, you could have made it back. And then Scully said a line, which I say to every entrepreneur, he had trusted his instincts. He did not go by what the instruments were saying. He, he just knew it would not make it back to the airport, despite when they redid it in computer models and said you could have. And he said, they said, what you did was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And then he gave that great line. He said, everything is unprecedented until it's done for the first time. Yes. So there was no context to see. And then later on, they did find out when they researched it further, he couldn't have made it back. That's right. He did make the right decision to go in with his gut instinct. Yeah, yeah. You have to do sometimes. You can't just go by the conventional norms that are out there. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about, because uh, I think this segues beautifully into one of the points that you also wanted to talk about was around consider what success truly means. Money is only as good as the good you can do with it. Because I think sometimes, you know, if we do have an idea that comes across our desk or someone happens to mention it at a party, that if we immediately go to well, how much money can we make out of it, that, that often really will negate any opportunity whatsoever 
for you know so many incredible things to occur that needs to be considered before we even get to that speak a bit more about this especially when we're thinking about christian entrepreneurs and business uh, you know building kingdom businesses uh we're, we're told reminded that we need to stop putting money first ultimately that is a goal that we want but if we're only focusing on that i think we've lost the bigger picture yes well Absolutely. I mean, I was never one of those people was motivated by money. Mm -hmm. I mean, I you have to understand from the moment I was like 10, 11, I'm thinking life, a life is like that. I go, we're gonna, I'm going to die. I mean, I, I saw people getting older. So I'm suffering. I mean, I, I, I didn't lose that message even mm -hmm. at 10 years old. Yeah. I used to talk to my parents about it. I used to get books. I used to read. I was, I just, and so in my generation, you know, child of the 60s, I'm older, you know, I mean, it was like making money. That was like the last thing I was thinking about. What do you do relative to life altogether, pain and suffering? Yeah. I mean, these were like major issues. I guess it's mm -hmm. unusual for a young child, but those were like really big issues to me. So mm -hmm. if I was going to get into business, I mean, um, it would be as a secondary thing. My main thing was how to live a spiritual life, mm -hmm. you know, a life that had to do with God or energy or consciousness. Back then it was mm -hmm. like getting enlightened and, you know, the whole thing and the Eastern paths. And I mean, my journeys just went every which way you can't imagine. I said my whole, my whole life in mm. making money was so secondary. I can't even tell the fact that I've made money is bizarre to me yeah. that my ideas have worked mm. is bizarre because <laughs> literally that was so secondary. I can't even tell you mm -hmm. finding happiness that was seen it. Yeah. And the fact that, as you say, so beautifully in, in the point that you made, when you think of the money that your business does generate and that you do end up generating from that, it's your choice as to what you do with it. And you can contribute to companies that are on the ground in developing countries and who are building up you know, many economies, if you will, in those communities that really need that support. And when you look at it that way, then the more prosperous and abundant we are, the more we can bless others by giving and supporting them and empowering them to become self-sufficient and to, to grow their economies. And I'm sure you've got many stories that you've been able to, to do that as well. When you focus on the right direction and things happen, you can then contribute. Yes? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all, all our monies, all the monies from this company will be left to charities, you know, mm. actually, you know, Catholic charities that, you know, I feel are doing work that I very much appreciate. You know, the, you know when you get old and you don't have money, mm -hmm. it's really, really hard. And there's so many people like that. When you're ill, you're old, uh, you're poor. I mean, you, we, we, people take these things for granted. You don't have it. It's, it's so difficult. Mm. I want to be there for those people. Particularly the elderly, yes. particularly, you know, those who don't mind, who are poor, mm. enough food, look, medical assistance, you know, um, that's where the monies are going to go. And I'd like to have it set up so that on my passing, all the money from the business, you know, trust will be set up that it will continue to do yes. good. You know, that's what makes it worthwhile. Mm. Just making money for me. Yeah, you know, again, as a kid, I knew you could give me a gazillion dollars. It would never work for me. It still wouldn't address, you know. Yes. suffering death you know everyone address all the issues that everybody no matter how much money you make mm. yeah and you know the incredible legacy that you can leave 
because of uh, the work that you've done and, and, you know, being passionate about that. But let's talk about something that I know many Christian business owners and businesses in general uh, struggle with, and that is to build a successful business. They've got modest resources and, you know, just to have it scale even and be successful as major, major players. Cher, what are some insights around this that we need to know? Well, you know, these days, um, you know, people, you know, once the internet got big and people start in reality TV, people go, look how popular that lady is snooking on Jersey Shore. She hasn't done anything, but now she's a millionaire. Mm. Now he's a millionaire. He's a YouTuber. He's famous. He's famous. They have money. They have money. Everyone gets this false sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks if they're not an instant millionaire or they're not like this, they're, they're, their lives are meaningless. They haven't done anything and they want to be just like them. You know? mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, it really takes time in reality. There are a few people who make it. You know, it happens. But let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Building a brand, building a business for entrepreneurs really takes time. A good idea and patience and time. And everybody wants it like that. Doesn't you ever see these people who I, I remember this lady I was watching, she won an award. She, she must have been uh I don't know, she's maybe in her sixties and she won her first award. Yeah, she's been you've seen her forever, and she goes, overnight, you know, <laughs> like it just happened. But you knew her whole life, you yeah. know, was like to get to this moment. Yes, yes. And so I tell people, you have to be willing to put in the time mm. and the patience. So you know what did I what did I do? Work at home. It's fine. Steve Jobs, Apple computer, worked at home. Uh, uh, Richard Branson, you know, Virgin Virgin Records and the whole Virgin line still works at home, I do believe, you know. And I I answer my correspondence. Richard answers his correspondence. I mean, I always felt the secret uh, when you're beginning was was lean and mean, keeping your overhead down. And then, because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things right. You're going to do things wrong. But if you're not carrying this big burden of overhead, you'll survive it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you will. You can survive those mistakes. And you can learn as you're going along. But you really have to focus, 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 and keep everything. Don't be embarrassed. You know, I have. I to this day, you know, in our industry, we're actually considered the top custom duct manufacturer in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, my customers are like Harley Davidson, Sea World, Amazon's one of my customers. Yeah. You know, wow. I work at home. I want to make it really clear. Is there any other better place to be? Seriously. Tell me about it. I love it. I'm in my studio. I've I've got an office that I'll go to to meet clients, but I'm back here. I mean, I am an introvert too, so too many people, too many other human beings around me. But it's true. You don't have to have a, 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 you know, a high-ride office. Right. In this day and age with the internet and outsourcing, you know, my factories – my 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 art department my warehouse everything everyone is somewhere else i mean half the people i work with if we pass each other on the street we might not recognize each other but they're really good relations mm. you know they're, they're, I mean, we're, we're really becoming good friends yeah. and you can do it from anywhere so you can work you know when they want to have film crews come in and do stuff here they come over to the house mm. yeah they want to film they film here. it's a nice house but you know like here i can see it's very nice you know? the film crews can come here and film just as well as an office yes. and so people don't need to be embarrassed about working at home it's mm. really really more and more acceptable yes. and it really gives you a chance and with the internet these days boy with a website cell phone the internet I swear to God, you can compete with anybody. I ah. see these major brands going under in the U.S. 
And I go, no surprise. Yes. No surprise. I can see that coming down the line ages ago, even before Amazon became the big company. I can see these brands were going to we're going to go through it. But you know, us little, you know, I always say to companies like Celebridux, I go, what does Cher say? She goes, at the end of the apocalypse, there'll be two things: Cher and the cockroaches. <laughs> and I go, and Celebridux, you know, <laughs> the way I run it, you know, I, I don't put, I don't live extravagantly, mm. you know, I do so much of the stuff myself. And I let the business force me to the next level. I will not spend the money on the next. But if it's something I really feel passionate about mm. and, 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 and I really feel, okay, this, invest here. So yeah. like recently, I don't know if you had time to look at our website, but we had open, uh, launched this line called Costume Quackers. They're yellow ducks that have the appearance of celebrities. They look like maybe they remind you of Harry Potter or, mm. or they remind you of Prince or Donald Trump or you know, or Mad Max from Australia of the Thunderdome, but we do miss parody. Mm. I wish I thought of it 20 years ago, but once we did think of it, my lady friend actually thought of it, it wasn't my idea, yeah. but once we did think of it, I spent the money like, like yeah. just boom, 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 yeah. boom, See, there is a time to spend money mm -hmm. when you road test something and you see it as traction, there's response, then you need to move quickly. You know why? You need to own your niche because mm. once you've proven the concept, if you don't move quick enough, a bigger company can see that idea and they have the resources. They can come in. So when I did the animation, mm. once I did the Coca-Cola, I immediately, Anheuser-Busch, I told you, Campbell, I locked it all up with everybody. So mm. even if anyone wanted to do my idea, I'm already working with those people. Yes. So for someone to get into the duck thing now and do these characters, it's kind of already being done and they're not going to do it better than me. Mm -hmm. So that's how you lock up your breath. You move fast, move in your niche, own it. And and then you kind of bulletproofed it because you, know, you may not be in a huge niche, but mm -hmm. you can make a lot of money in your niche if you're the guy. Yeah, yeah. such a brilliant lesson and, and, and a lesson I think that will have many entrepreneurs stumble because what I hear you saying there and what I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing is they, they're trying to Bedge their head, uh, what's that? Um, hedge their bets, if you will. Uh, maybe not so necessarily Christian entrepreneurs, but other businesses. So what they do is they spread themselves out and see which idea goes. But what you're saying, when you kind of keep yourself lean, you have a look at what the market is, and if you really have that gut instinct and feel that this is a good idea, you go deep and you really focus and you focus and you concentrate and you develop that, because that means that. Um, as you said, no one else can really come into that because you're owning that. You're, you're really seen as that influential voice owning that market. And then from there, I guess, as you said, you might have expanded the product offerings within that. But again, you went deep into that area before you looked true. at other uh, areas. Because what happen, happens, and this is, I think, a great lesson for all of us, is that the idea that we may have is fantastic, but we have to give it time to build momentum and really build solid foundations upon which the business can continue to grow. And, and a lot of us, we lose heart or we get distracted or we get despondent because it's not achieving what we want. But it takes, my husband is a builder and he says the often the biggest time in the, the job is uh, the time when nothing seems to be happening, but that's when you're building the foundations in the ground. No one can see that. But then as soon as those solid foundations are built, then things can happen. The walls are built, the, you know, the internals and everything. But if you don't build those foundations first in the building, guess what? It's gonna come crumbling down when you try to, to put all of the layers on top of that. So that's a, a huge lesson, isn't it? It's like my, like my father said to me, if it was that easy, 
everyone will be doing it. Yes. So if you have something and it's really, you know, you see how much, you know, when I do one of these costume cracker ducks, like those little Mr. Squawk or the floating stones, you know, duck, I mean, they're, they're so damn cute, <laughs> but you know, if you, you know, something that can take me up to six months to do one of them. Yes. It takes a long, long time. You can't imagine, I mean, honestly, when I was doing the animation, I thought that was hard because I was working with computer generated images. It wasn't like they were hand drawn. I had to get them out of the computer, work with the studios, find a way to get the resolution high enough wow. to print on acetate instead of hand pen. What I went through to mm. figure it out. But my secret, my secret sauce is I always knew I wasn't the, the sharpest tool in the shed. I knew mm. it. I never cared. I never cared. I always knew my liabilities. I was fine with them, honestly, you yeah. know, but I always was able to surround myself with people a lot smarter than me yes. and I listened to them and 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 that's my probably I mean I don't think much of myself Emory trust me on this but if I was to say tell me one good thing about yourself mm -hmm. I'll say I know what I don't know and I know how to pull in people mm. to complement my liabilities yes well that is that is traits of a great leader isn't it I mean a humble leader is one that recognizes your own strengths and harnesses that to, to the good of everyone around and the team and, and for the business, but also looking at and not being ashamed to say, because there's no shame, I don't know how to do that, show me. Because if we're the, and, and that, there's that saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to find another room because how are you going to grow? How are you going to be pulled forward? <laughs> you know, um, and that's something that I was going to, 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 to ask you about because as you were sharing your story of how you had an idea, and one of the things I noticed that you said, and I had someone who knew this, and then I reached out to him, and then I had someone else. Your network really and the relationships and friendships and collegial relationships you develop are so integral because you just can't do it on your own, can you? Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel, I mean, talk about feeling blessed. I don't know where they came from, these people. Mm. You know, um, it's enough to make you religious, Anne-Marie, mm. <laughs> because literally, like angels dropping out of the sky, I mean, the people have come into my life. I, it's not like I found them. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so if you look back on the, on the most important people in your life and you try and figure out how that all happened and changed your life, it's miraculous. Yes. So yes, I did put out a energy. I do try and find people, but in the end, the best people seem to have come into my life mm -hmm. and I'm amazed. I, I am to this day deeply indebted and grateful because without them, you know, it wouldn't even, you know, I mean, the business would be nothing. Yes. None of my, both my businesses that became successful would have been nothing without these people. And I look at them as just mm. geniuses. Yes. I can't believe how smart they are. I, I literally am in awe of these people. I go, God, I mean, they must have like incredible IQs and stuff. I go, that's certainly not me. Mm. But what is the one quality I can say about myself? I get along with people, mm. <laughs> you know? And for some reason in my business, that's, that's been enough. Yes. Be able to, you know, bring all the, like a puppeteer, get everyone together, working together and have mm -hmm. good relationships with people. You know what? Don't undersell that quality as an entrepreneur. I can't read a profit and loss statement that intelligently, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I can't read a very obtuse business book. My business books are all stories about how companies evolve. Mm -hmm. I'm a storyteller. So... For me, it's been my greatest thing that's really helped me is being able to, like I say, coordinate and get along with people. And I know entrepreneurs have to have a certain business sense. It's true. But what's most critical is they have to have a human sense of how to work with people and how to communicate and get along. 
that will go a lot farther because what you're lacking in some of the practicalities that's easy to pick up have other people you know help fill in with that but that 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 ability to work with people and coordinate it and get mm -hmm. along with people that's something every entrepreneur really has to cultivate and oh, you know i mean that's absolutely. i mean that's sort of Christian virtue, right? That's the, our whole lives are about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, there's such great lessons in that because, you know, as you were saying, there are aspects of our business, if we want to keep it lean, that we can tap into. But there are some things that are just it takes us far longer and the, the, the output, if you will, that we generate is just not at the level than had we invested or we've got someone on our team who can do that far better, far quicker, far you know more efficiently than we can. And I think it's recognizing that, recognizing our strengths. But how often do we put ourselves down and, and here, and I'm sure you've heard of this uh, saying too, the imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, we always look and comparison. We look at what other people are doing, and I think we completely negate what we do have, where our gifts and strengths lie, and the ability then to um, to to get the team around us and to influence them all. To as you said, to collaborate because together the output is something that we could never do on our own if we even never. if we tried. Never, nobody can. Yeah, yeah. You know, we really do need each other, and, and that's how businesses grow and they flourish. And you know what? The other thing about business is not just money to do good, which of course it is, and to me that's the core. Mm. It's also to enjoy your life. Ah, oh, well, you know yeah. what? Part of my core values is fun. If something's not fun, then it's like, mm, nah, I don't want to do that. It's it, it's <laughs> true because that motivates you to you know for me it's important if we can't laugh about something even in the midst of real stress it's kind of like you know <laughs> you know i know uh, you know um somebody he told me he was starting a business he was looking for something to do and he was doing this thing of a disposable dog bowl not disposable but collapsible thing and, yeah. and he was like a really powerful business uh, a competent person and he could do a lot i mean he was certainly more talented in that sense than me yeah. And um, I looked at him like I would look at, you know, like a, a strange creature from in the zoo that I'd never seen before. I go, but why would you do that? That's a product you have no interest in. Even if it can make all this money, why would you spend yeah. your life doing something just for the money? I've never, I've never understood that concept. Yeah. That's why I said when I saw the Mickey Mouse drawing, when I saw the Coke machines, mm -hmm. when I suddenly had the idea of these celebrity rubber ducks, people go, boy, your life must be so much. We should come up with these ideas. Okay, we're going to do a, a duck here and this so we're going to do it a parody of this one. And we just, they, they say, human life must be so much fun. I go, yes. Yeah. If it's not fun, what are you waking up to every day? Yes. You're like, oh, gosh, you know, I don't think I want to do that. You know, but if it's something that's very inspirational, yeah. every day is like fun, creative. It's hard work. I mean, I won't yeah. tell you the stress. Oh, absolutely. But it's different, <laughs> isn't it? There's a passion there and a drive, and I think you have to have that because, as you said, business has its challenges. You you might have spent months building up to something, and then you get a no, or it didn't have the outcome. And it's that where you need to pick yourself up, and and that vision that you had and that drive will often reach in to go. You know what? I'm just going to do it again, and I'm going to do it again, and you know what? I'm going to do it again because I know that it's going to to work. I just need to find a different pathway. And right. if it's not fun, and it takes time. Yeah, you, you know that story with the monkeys. The M field were on that island. The monkeys were all washing their potatoes. And at a certain point in time, monkeys on the whole other side of the island who didn't even know these guys were washing their potatoes, they start washing their potatoes. They never done. And they and they in physics like the M field. At a certain point in in con it just something happens and suddenly you see it more happening in other places. Mm. And so you have to 
the I have to understand that at a certain point, you know, these ideas kind of ruminate and then they grow and then they can become something. Yes. But you have to give it its its due course for mm -hmm. it to evolve into something really wonderful. And so that's why we say entrepreneurs have to have great patience. Yes. Great patience. Yeah. Because it, it will happen. It may not happen tomorrow. Like 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 my ducks evolve at a certain point. Bang. You know, and then we have people calling us and suddenly we turn on the TV and Jay on the Tonight Show and they got our and ducks there it on. is. <laughs> Conan O'Brien. That's when you know your ideas made it <laughs> when it's time. Yeah, to show I mean up Tonight Show Conan. Yeah, I mean, amazing. I mean, I'll turn on the TV and see the ducks. Yeah. And he says, "Isn't that your ducks on that set?" I go, "Yeah." You know, it's like, and, but you have to be patient, mm -hmm. you know, for that to happen. And hopefully, you have a good idea because it's something that you very feel passionate about, and yeah. other people seem to resonate that it's really. Mm. Yes. Well, I just thank you for sharing your story and your journey. I just uh, love it. And as I said, I just love doing what I do because I love the, I'm the sort of person that also loves the behind the scenes. How do they do that? What were the troubles, the struggles? Because I think we can learn so much from people's journeys. That's the thing I was going to say is that, um, you know, you might have an outcome or a goal, but how you get there, the journey um, and if it's not fun or whatever core values that you've had, then um, why are you on that journey anyway, I, I think. And I think a lot of times if we bring it back to, you know, if we're thinking of Christian entrepreneurs, I mean, God's given us each skills, gifts, talents, and they're there for a reason, you know, and, and we will enjoy using that. And I think someone said, I can't remember who said that today, said God would not have you in a place or working in a business or even in a role that you didn't enjoy, you know, um, and, and so that is true. And so how many people, this is where I feel so blessed, how many people get up on a Monday morning and work till Friday or Saturday as well that um, totally dislike what they do? And yet they just keep doing the same old thing. And yet, you know, often as entrepreneurs, we're doing something that we are passionate about and getting to impact the world. Yeah, that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur, isn't it? Yeah. You at least can choose. You don't have to just take a job to yeah. survive. You're driving your destiny. Yes. You've been given a gift to create a destiny, yes. creation, yeah. and, and to do something that really fits with who you are. Exactly. That's a gift. Oh, it and is a gift. It is a gift. And yeah. if you use it right, it's a gift you can give to others. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's one of those things. I don't know if I'm going to be able to relay it so well. Sometimes what's in my head and what comes out is like two different things. But that's a good point. But it can also be a negative one in that, you know, we are in control of our destinies. Yay. But that means we are in control of our destinies and the choices that we make the decisions, the, you know, the people we surround ourselves with and everything that you've spoken about today is important so that we are taking the right steps forward to uh, and enjoying the journey along the way. Craig, it's yeah, been such an honour speaking with you today. I've just realised yeah. we've got a few back-to-back -to -back today. So what I would love for you to do, if you will, is to share, because I'm sure everyone is sitting there poised, waiting to find out how can they find out about, about Celebrity Ducks, more about that. What's the best website and to connect oh, with you? The best website is uh, CelebriDucks.com, like Celebrity Ducks, C-E-L-E-B-R-I-D-U-C-K-S.com. Or info, they can write me. I actually respond to every email. Fantastic. Every phone call, every email. I, yeah. I actually respond to it. That's how I run my business. So they can call. They can even call me. The phone number. The phone number is right on the on on the website. The contact section. Yes. You know how you can't find a phone number to call people these days in the business. 
every page, big writing. Anybody can call me anytime about anything. I'll yeah. talk to you. Yeah, that's so special. And I mean, from a point of view of, um, you know, if you think for, for you and your business, when you're actually talking to people, um, there is so much knowledge and information that you can gather from that that helps you in the decisions that you make in your business. I think sometimes it's a great lesson for, for, for all of us as CEOs to make sure that even if we're not able to be in the, that position, that we still keep our fingers on the pulse to connect um, with our audience because ultimately at the end of the day or our clients they are the ones that um, we're in business for to you to impart fun and enjoyment out of the the ducks of the people who are using you know those whether on set or whether it's a gift or whatever it, it may be and um, yeah so important look thank you so much for coming on the show one thank of the you. things that I would love to do for you and I'm doing with all of my guests is just finishing off the show with a word of prayer may I do that for you too Craig are you kidding yes yes okay all right Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Craig today and just to hear about, um, yeah, the, the businesses that he's had, the insights that he's learned. Lord, there are so much uh, learnings that uh, we can take from today's interview. The most important, of course, of all, Lord, is to really um, be reminded, each and every one of us, of the gifts, the talents, the strengths that we have and to really use those in our business, in our, in our work that we do, obviously to, to honour you and to contribute back to the communities, which is so very important. Father, we just want to continue to ask for your blessings and your favour on Craig and his businesses and the people who are, yeah, really enjoying the, uh, the, the celebrity ducks that he's using. We pray for your continued blessing on him um, and uh, the, the way forward in his businesses. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Craig. It really has been an honour speaking with you today. I, I learned so much and am inspired by all of the stories that my guests share. And uh, yours is certainly no exception, the history in that. Um, just fantastic. But you know what? The, and the most, what I love of all is it's fun. It needs to be fun. You know, if it's not, why are we doing it? So thanks once yeah. again for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>